Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Ken Miller, together on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to The Hook, powered by Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. All righty, and hello again, everyone, and welcome to another installment of The Hook. I'm Ken Miller, my partner out in Las Vegas. Of course, Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Lots to get to coming up on the program. We'll take a look back at the semifinals for the playoffs in college football. Sneak peek ahead to the final as well. We'll recap at least what we can of Week 17 of the NFL, catch up on the contests. I'm anxious to know what New Year's Eve was like in Las Vegas. And, of course, uh, we, as we tend to do, sneak in a little hockey right at the end. Mike Palm, how are you? I'm good, Kenny. We made it through Christmas and New Year's and uh, gearing up now for the NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend just, uh, you know, what, 11, 12 days away here, uh, which is always – it's become, you know, it's become the best playoff weekend outside the Super Bowl. The, the wild cards, especially, you know, the addition of the seventh team at getting the extra games, it's uh, – it's really right up there where NFL now is probably three of the top five weekends of the year. If you go Super Bowl, wild card weekend, opening opening week of NFL, probably three of the top five now. With March Madness, you know, the first two days of March Madness right in there, probably yep. second to Super Bowl. And then the next two are Super Bowl, or, uh, football weekends. Well, it's King Football, and that it comes by that name, honestly, no doubt about it. So let's before we uh, before we go any further. Of course, the Demar uh, the Demar Hamlin, um, unbelievably scary. Were you, I know you spent some long days in the book. Were you there yesterday for it, Mike? I was actually watching the game at home with my wife and my kids, um, and uh, you know, so the calls started coming in. Well, what if this and what if that, and and you know, how about the people that paid fifteen hundred for a booth, and you know. Ooh. You know, well, so, you know, we decided to just pay for what they consumed. We, you know, waived the minimum. Obviously, they only right. got a quarter of action. But um, so now the NFL has announced, Kenny, you know, we're taping uh, uh, just before noon here, Pacific time on Tuesday. They just announced in the last 30 minutes they will not make up the game this week. I don't know how they make it up next week. Uh, with the playoffs a week later, I, I think they're just going to pass this game. And, you know, and you do win percentages, uh for playoff seating. Um, but we, we know this are for us at circa, our house rule is the game has to be played for live bets within eight days of being scheduled. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. What, how could they play back to back Sunday, no. Tuesday? That's not happening. So nope. all bets on the game are going to be refunds. Um, here's the thing for the win totals, season win totals, you got to play 17 games. So if they do not, and I don't think they will play this game, those are refunds either way for those two oh. teams for the for yeah for the Bengals uh, and for the Bills, and then in the contest sense, thank God nobody had them a survivor pick on this game. Oh my they gosh, been, they would have been eliminated last night. Um, thank God. But in the Circa Millions, there were plenty of picks on this game, mostly mostly on Cincinnati. They become a half point because the game isn't decided within the window of the week. So whether you had Cincinnati or you had Buffalo last night, you get a half point on that game in Circa Million. So there's that. But the, the win totals, do you remember off the top of your head, Mike? Because I have to assume Cincinnati is going to go over. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and the Bills probably likewise. They would have been close. Well, remember, we do the alternates. I think the oh, Bills' sure. standard total was 12 and a half, and then 11 and a half the low, and 13 and a half the high. And I think the Bengals were, were nine and a half or 10 is the standard. Um, so both teams headed over. Um, but, you know, that's unfortunate. If you had the underwind totals, you, you catch a break. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming there are now what percentage wise, do you happen to know where there is, are there more that go went over on those? Do you recall? I know there were very few bills over the 13 and a half. That would, that didn't okay. get that too much. Uh, as far as Cincinnati, I'd have to look at it. Um, what, what way they, and of course all those are two way markets. So you could go under the 13 and a half, you can yeah. go over, you know, Cincinnati, the eight and a half or nine, whatever the low total was. Uh, so we, we'd have to look at that. I don't think it's anything significant or Jeff Benson would have sent it out uh, this morning when, um, when of course, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they backed the playoffs up back a few. I don't know. I, it's very hard with the networks and the scheduling and all that when everything that's locked in. Um, but we'll see. I just I think it's probably less than a three percent chance they ever play this game again. So let's uh, talk about parlays, people who were live in parlays. So a five-teamer becomes a four-teamer, a three-teamer becomes a two-teamer. And when will you settle those? Will you wait till there's a definitive yes or no on Monday night? Well, uh, we'll probably grade them today because the NFL's announced not this week. Gotcha. So that's outside the window then. 100 miles in eight days. That'd be outside the window. So they'll probably do that. You know, technically – you know, the grading of the college, let's say the, the national championship bets, yes and no. Mm-hmm. You know, we graded ev- everybody but TCU in Michigan uh, late Saturday night, right? Because th- they're decided. So yeses or nos, we graded them all out uh, before midnight uh, to get that money back in people's accounts. Obviously, TCU and Michigan are the only two that we don't know the fate of yet. But we did that. Just, but just like, you know, all the NFL Super Bowl bets, if you bet the team to win it or not, we grade those after the Super Bowl's over. Right. Interesting. Uh, before we get into some other topics, obviously college football was on full display with all the bowls. Let's do New Year's Eve. Um, let's do a kind of a happy topic, or was it? Was it? Uh, I know you were expecting a lot of people in the ballroom. I'm guessing that the hotel was full. Uh, now that the Southwest seemingly the travel problems are behind most people, what was New Year's Eve like on Fremont Street downtown Las Vegas? Our big fear was the weather because the weather forecast throughout the week got grimmer and grimmer that, you know, starting Saturday afternoon, there would be heavy rain through 4 or 5 a.m., which would mean the fireworks would get canceled, the outdoor concerts on Fremont Street. And we had um, two big, um, I don't say rave, but DJs. We had two big concerts at DLV. We had Dead Mouse on Friday night, and then we had this Ukrainian girl, I think her name is, is Rin or Rex or something. Anyhow, she's a big name that I don't know. Um, on Saturday, we had over 5,000 people for both of those. So the rain held off. It drizzled around midnight. It, it got a little heavier, but fireworks went off, fireworks in the Strip, fireworks at the Plaza, uh, and the temperatures weren't bad. Uh, I mean, they were in the mid-40s, so there's been many New Year's Eve where it was in the mid-30s with mm-hmm. wind, which it was really unbearable, so... That was good. I think we got uh, just shy of 500 people in the ballroom when it was all said and done. It looked amazing. It's our first major event gala up there. You know, we've had watch parties, but first right. gala event up there. Ken Carter and Andiamo catered the food. It was really good. We had a band. And then it, it at the end, it turned into a uh, Georgia, Ohio State watch party because right. it, it, we count down. The timing was incredible. 
we count down with New York. So our party's six to nine Pacific. So we count down to end the party with the, the apple dropping in New York. You know, the kick by Ohio State, mm-hmm. I'm with the volume, right? Because I want to catch the countdown, but how do you go off the game? Thank God Georgia didn't have another timeout or it would have run through midnight East Coast time. But uh, he kicked the ball with 13 seconds to midnight, and at 11 seconds to midnight, we knew it was no good. You know, it was so wide that you could go to the – we actually caught the 10-second countdown. The kick was so far off. Shame on Ryan Day. Nobody talks about this. He had a minute and two timeouts that he didn't get that ball centered for that kicker. Mm -hmm. People are not talking about that. That is horrific to me. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Trent and I passed that, uh, didn't uh, bring that up on our show earlier today as well. Ruggles, he kicked from the left hash mark instead of being right down the yeah. middle. Yeah, and he's a good kicker, Kenny. He is. But why put him on that far hash? I, I don't get it. It's really, and on a pressure kick to get to the national title game when you've coughed up a big lead. Um, just, just to, I know we're going to get to this, but the result on that game was absolutely horrific. I don't know if we took a Georgia bet on Saturday. Is that a uh, fact? We closed four. Think about that. That's wild. Because it was, it was just, what, six and a half earlier in the week? Six and a half on Friday morning and closed oh four. Um, so it was uh, it was no, 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 no good. Now, both games going over were okay for us. And TCU winning outright was good because people had a lot of Michigan. Not only did they play teasers and then they played parlays with money lines, right? So yeah. that ended up being a good result. The overs were a good result. Um, but the side was was – over a over a half million dollar decision. So when when you look back on it, what do you think you would have had to drop the number two in order to get Georgia money coming in to try and balance it even a little bit? Which sounds like it was going to be tough to do because, as you said, you couldn't get a bet on Georgia. I mean, I don't know if we'd have had a gun to three. I mean, we just kept going down and down and down and down and down, and it, it never really moved. There was no buyback at five, four and a half, even four. You'd think at four, some people yeah. would bite, but. Um, Pretty amazing. So that you know, that's where we are. And then I'm I'm surprised at this number. I mean, somebody asked me, "What do you make this number?" I said, "Well, I'd probably make it nine and a half or ten. Maybe they open eleven, and here come thirteen and thirteen and a half, and it went up." So I mean, so TCU you touched- stopped TCU stopped the Michigan running game with a three three five. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what what? I, I, that's got to give some cause for concern here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a good football game. Yeah. So you touched 14. You're now sitting at 12 and a half. Yeah. Where do you think 12 and a half lands as far as, you know, we get to Monday night. Will you be, will you still be there? I, I don't know. I, I can't lay that many points in this game. I, I think it gets back to eventually gets back to 11 and a half or 11. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just way off here. There's still, you know, these power ratings, but, but look, TCU, when we talk about strength of schedule here, they played a lot of good teams mm-hmm. in the Big 12. Not great teams, but yeah. good teams, and they had to perform week after week. Now, they got some help with the quarterback injuries when they were at, with Kansas State the first time when they were down. The game in Dallas was a you know, coin toss, and I don't know, in mm-hmm. overtime, there's, there's nobody over the A-gaps, and, and they wouldn't sneak the ball from the one-yard line there. I thought Dykes made a mistake there. And they end up getting, you know, going for it and then just let Kansas State kick the field goal. But they could have been undefeated here as well. I thought Dykes out coached hard, circles around Harbaugh in that game. Um, so we'll see. I, I do not think this will be a rollover. If, if you told me Georgia won by 17 plus, I'd be pretty surprised. I, I think I would be as, as well. Now, I think Georgia is going to ultimately prevail. Um, but I certainly, uh, that's, that's, that seemingly is way too many points. I have a ticket that somebody bet for me 
that was a futures parlay for, for a small amount to win like a thousand. They gave for me as a gift, right? And George is the last leg of it. Uh, so I think I'll take 13 or something. You know what I mean? And try yeah. to middle the game. Yeah, that, that's, that's not bad. What do you do? Uh, you take plus 380 or you take, the, you know, 12 and a half or 13? That's it. Or you do, you do a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, speaking of decisions to be made, we're uh, on the cusp of, uh, of settling Survivor. You had three contest- contestants left. Two of them had the Giants. One of them took the Lions. So for both, for all three of those contestants, you know, the drama from Christmas weekends, this was kind of worry-free for, for all three of those uh, folks that are still alive. Yeah, midway through the second quarter, I thought both games were decided. And it was yeah. it was cruise control there. I know they bet some hedges hedging the other team that their selection was playing. So they lost all those. I mean, and I said this on Friday, I would bet the other uh, selection. Like if I was the guy that had the Lions, I would have been betting on the Giants money line. Right. Because mm. if you mm-hmm. blow that bet, either you win it all, or you chop three ways. Yeah. Same vice versa. The guys that had the Giants take the Lions. I mean, that there's there's more than one way to skin a cat here. Uh, so with the three left and with the contest ending this week, do you know if there's been discussion amongst the three survivors at this point to chop it up? Uh, yes, um, from what we've been told, but I don't think that anything's happened. I think there was some conversations. Um, we'll never know, and we're always going to pay it out the way right. it ends, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, if and then they let them some, settle if, it. Maybe they made some saves. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know there was a request for um, – on Twitter, I think they got together on Twitter, and but you know, Kenny, it's not as easy as everybody's tickets worth two million because, uh, you know, I think one of them has four or five or six guys on the ticket. One is three. You know, you know, it's, oh. there's a lot of corporations. You know that. That's how you guys do it. I had too. one, so yep. it's not always just that clean. Yeah, uh, our goal next year is to make it out of September, Mike. Just so you know, <laughs> and we're not alone, right? This this was a, this was a crazy season. One so more Kenny, on football. Yeah. So th- just to talk about the, the season, though. So we started with 61.33. Through seven weeks, we were down to 130 out of 61. Then in the next seven weeks, we only went from 130 to 70. And then in the next four weeks, which included the double Christmas, we went from 70 to 3. So, so it kind of, uh, yeah. I don't want to say uh, evened out or straightened out or seemed mm-hmm. a little bit more clarity. Hey, what will you do on the uh, the FCS game on Saturday? It's the it's the lone college game. There are a couple of NFL games. We'll get to that in a minute. But what will North Dakota State, South Dakota State do? I think the game, what time's it kick? I want to say 1 11, o'clock, 11, 11 out time, there. Yeah. Yeah. From Frisco. They play them all in Frisco now. They don't play right. on home fields. It does a great handle every year, Kenny, and I'm, it will do in Iowa because of the, the proximity of the teams. We'll have a nice ride in Iowa on the game. It's surprising here. The team that's won, what, 10 out of 12 or 11 mm-hmm. is the yep. dog, and all the money's coming in on South Dakota. Is so it? We opened this game three because we said, you know, three, how can you lay more than that against this team that's won every year, even though they beat them this year? Uh, and it's been bet up to five. So, uh, you know, I think this – I think North Dakota State does not have the defense that they've had in years past. They've had a rally in these games, and mm-hmm. Carnot Word came in there and got up sixteen. Yeah, almost, you know, yeah. they're, they're to me to the eye, and I haven't watched all their games. I've watched the ones on TV and in the playoffs. Um, they're just not the same defense they've had in past years. 
Uh, let, let's get to the NFL. So first question for you, when, when you, th- these early kicks for the most part, and I haven't memorized the schedule. Yeah. I think most of the meaningless games or a lot of them are going to take place early, uh, early in the, uh, in the day on Sunday. Do you find that some of the um, respected better, some of the sharps meaningless game, how do you go about that? How do you play it? Or do you just pass and you just wait for a game that Team X has to win because you feel better about that? Meaningless games as far as right. Kenny, I don't know. For me, I can't play them, but they, people play them. You know, this Jacksonville, I think there was a tell that it maybe some missed, though. When Jacksonville didn't put a third quarterback on their active roster that Lawrence was going to play because, well, they're not going to play it's totally – Right for them and Tennessee, it was totally meaningless. Not meaningless in that I think Tennessee found their quarterback in Dobbs instead of Malik yep. Willis to go to Jacksonville. Um, now on Saturday, they made, yep. they made this game the championship game Saturday night. For us, we have like a 600-person Chiefs fan club come out here with all their activities focused on if the game was on Sunday. Now it's moved up to Saturday, so we're moving around all these parties here with the Raiders game moved up to Saturday, but you make a good point that the percentage of pro versus public action on the meaningless games, it's much higher pro than a normal game. Interesting. The public says, what are they playing for? I don't want to get involved yep. if, they're, if they're not some motivating factor. Uh, interesting. So let's talk about the chiefs uh, and, and the Raiders because you've got the 600 chiefs fans, but I've been in the book when the Raiders have played, that's the home team. They're going to be at home. This place, circus is going to be a zoo on Saturday. Kenny Circa was an absolute zoo Sunday, and it was tense. Yeah, because there were thousands of Raider fans and thousands of 49er fans, and they don't like each other. And oh wow, that that could it could have gotten out of hand. Kudos to our management team and the security and being very alert to what was yeah. going on. But there was a lot of tension for four hours uh, with this big. I wish San Francisco would play here every year. I mean, that's a great crowd to have come down here. But this goes back to their days in the Bay. Sure. Al Davis hated the 49ers, never cared for DeBartolo, and it trickled down through everything with the fans and all that. So, And then the Raiders gave him a hell of a football game. Stidham mm-hmm. played very well, but the teasers got there. That's what, you know, everybody teased the 49ers down under three was the, was the main play there. Uh, good for our guy Purdy. It keeps yep. winning. They keep winning. Yep. They're going to be very dangerous in the playoffs, I think. Uh, I was just wait for him to try and reconnect because we got a lot of ground to cover with uh, with Palm. I want to get this into some of the college football recap, the Rose Bowl. What a crazy, crazy game! Uh, they would always be the Outback Bowl to me. Um, I think it's the guaranteed rate bowl in Tampa Bay with the uh, play at the end of the game there as the number goes over. Mississippi State scores to push it over three and a half, so we'll do that. And I want to get some NHL conversation going as well because this past uh, week we had the Winter Classic, a couple of pretty good teams playing in it, and a pretty cool venue at Fenway Park. So we'll find out from Mike uh, what that uh, what that did as far as you know a normal hockey game going up against all of the bowl games. But certainly interesting just to kind of recap uh, what Mike said as we wait for him to try and uh, reconnect again. Um, I didn't even factor in what it was going to be like for the win totals. When, uh, the, when the postponement of the suspension, I guess, happened, and if they can't play that game, if you bet the win total on Cincinnati or Buffalo and you, you'd, you'd already thought you were, you'd lost your bet or you thought you were home free in your bet, regardless, 
and it'll, it has a way of evening itself out over the years to come. Uh, but those refund, those bets are going to have to be refunded. So uh, we'll see where we go from there. But the money coming in early on the FCS on, on South Dakota State over North Dakota State. I'm with Mike. The Bison have, well, certainly found ways to come back and win the games that haven't been the prettiest of games. It's not like we typically see the uh, Bison in the playoffs routing teams by three touchdowns by, you know, double digit points. They've been uh, hair on fire to try and uh, pull this off. Hasn't been the case so far. So we'll give Mike another minute or so before we get that. Uh, the Sunday night game, and I think the NFL has done the right thing and both the fact that we get a Saturday game, Tennessee versus Jacksonville, the winner of that game goes to the playoffs, the loser stays home, and then Detroit uh, and uh, and Green Bay. Can Aaron Rodgers actually pull off this remarkable feat of winning all those games that he needed to to put themselves in a position to make the playoffs? And then what if, just what if, what if they see the, the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, could you imagine the Packers and the Vikings um, – in uh, the wild card weekend after what we saw this past weekend, that would be bananas. All right, Dane, what do you want us to do here? Just keep going. Keep on going. You got it. Keep on going. We got it. All right. Uh, so we'll uh, get Mike Palm back on that. We'll do some, some hockey with Mike. It was a fan- fantastic venue. The Fenway park showed out, you know, typically um, an NHL game going up against all of the NFL or, all of the the college football games, the Rose Bowl, uh, the uh, the uh, the other bowls that were played that day, uh, it's going to get killed, right? It's not going to you're not going to stand a chance as far as doing any type of right. But because of the uniqueness of the venue, because of the fact it was Fenway Park, uh, because it was the Bruins who are arguably the best team in hockey right now, going up against Sidney Crosby and the Pet- Pittsburgh Penguins, um, did that uh, attract more? Uh, more volume of wagering. So we'll get those topics coming up with Mike Palm uh, once we recap. Uh, and we certainly look forward to doing that uh, coming up real shortly. A couple of other notes uh, while we wait for Mike, non-betting related, but just uh, watching Iowa State and Baylor this past weekend. Um, I-, I didn't see this coming. I thought that with Jazz Koontz not being able to answer the bell, he's so critical to that lineup. And then you see the box score and Trey King was going to come in and he was going to provide all of this offense. Uh, and he still well may. He just didn't against Baylor. It was Kalsher. It was Grill. Uh, Bob Jones, although he didn't light up the uh, the box score, it was Robert Jones doing what he does. This T.J. Otzelberger, again, um, continues to uh, prove that last year was not a fluke. They play defense. They play hard. They're committed to the brand of basketball that he wants to play. You had to get off on the right foot. You mean the prognosticators out there think as good as the Big 12 is, as deep as the Big 12 is, you're going to have to find a way to win eight, maybe nine games to hear your name called on Selection Sunday. Well, you know what? You put one in the win column right off the bat. You look after to the home floor, and I don't expect them to win all of their games at home. I just don't. It's it, There's too many good teams in the Big 12, but you're off on the right foot. Now you go to Norman. Oklahoma's kind of one of those teams that can they um, can they pop up and beat you? Yeah, they can. Potter Moser's a very good uh, basketball coach. Um, this conference from top to bottom, there's no nights off. There isn't a night off. Schedule comes out. 
he was thinking, oh, all right, well, we get a little bit of a respite. The these clones do when they uh, they play the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. That'll be a breather. It's, it's Missouri after all. That one should be a no brainer. Don't look now, but these Tigers are absolutely legit. Missouri's one of the stories so far in college basketball. Uh, so good for Iowa State getting off on the right foot as they did. Can they keep it going? They get their next opportunity to do so on Wednesday night. We shall see. I've not seen a number on that game. I anticipate Iowa State will be a dog in the game as to what uh, how many points they're going to get well um so, you know stay on your app at circus sports you'll know conversely on the other side of the state uh this hawkeye team does not look like a bowl team a bowl team they they won their bowl they do not look like an ncaa or a postseason tournament team of any kind right now the schedule that they were handed to begin the season nebraska wisconsin and penn state all of those teams i believe they were picked nine 11 and 13 in the preseason poll at the bottom of the conference, wherever they were. I want to say 9, 11, and 13. These were games that I was going to find a way, two and one minimum, right? You got to find a way to win two of these games. If a woulda, shoulda, Wisconsin didn't go your way. Um, come out in Lincoln, laid a complete egg. And then to fall behind to Penn State the way that they did, yeah, it was a miraculous comeback. It was, and they had a chance at the end. Tony Perkins commits the turnover, his only turnover of the game. He'd been good in the game. Um, not being critical of him, um, those things are going to happen. But how does this team, with the losses in non-con that they did, that quad four loss, you don't get over that. This is the team that has to win 12 or 13 games in conference play. Does this look like a team that's going to win 12 or 13 teams to you, games to you? Certainly doesn't to me. Uh, here comes Indiana. Then Michigan and Michigan State are coming up on the schedule. Who's doing the scoring? Well, we know Chris Murray's going to be there. Perkins is going to be there. Where's Patrick McCaffrey been? What has happened to Peyton Sanford? This is a guy that you go back to March. He couldn't miss. He was automatic. You know how many points he's got in the in, in Big Ten play in those three games? You know how many points he's got? He's got as many buckets as I do. Zero. His two points have come from the line. What has happened to Peyton Sanford? He's broken. He's better than this. He can make these shots. Why isn't he? The two freshmen, they look like freshmen in the Big Ten. Might they Might they amount to something? I do. I do think that they will, both of them, in fact. I think that they're going to be good players. But are they ready for the Big Ten? Are they going to be ready when Purdue comes on the schedule or a tough Tom Izzo's team? Michigan hasn't been great so far this year. Big 10 is, I don't think it's as good a league as the Big 12, but there's a ton of parity. Iowa is 0-3. You know, you're almost at the point right now that you think, do we get to January and you start playing some of these kids more minutes just to get ready for the future? Do you mail in the month of February knowing that, you know, you're going to have to go to the Big Ten tournament and win it to have any hope uh, of hearing your name on Selection Sunday? Man, oh man, how quickly things can change. And I guess there's still a chance that they could change for the favor, uh, in the in their favor. But again, what have you seen that tells you that that's, that that's even remotely possible? They got embarrassed in Nebraska. They fell down after the first 20 minutes the other day in Happy Valley, clawed themselves back into it. But you know what? 
I, there's there's no moral victories in, in sports. There just isn't. All right. It doesn't look as though Mike is going to be able to get back with us. So that is going to be, uh, we'll wrap up the hook for the week. Uh, if we have another opportunity uh, and uh, Chris has got time on her schedule, perhaps we can get back, back circle around and do that again. Uh, but Aiden White, I think we're just going to throw in the towel. How does that sound? Your call, man. My call. We'll throw in the towel. We will <laughs> see you next time. Happy New Year to all of you. We appreciate it. We saw the numbers. Chris posted them. All the people that have found Iowa everywhere uh, that are uh, that are appreciative of this content, the way that uh, when they want it and where they want it. Two guys named Chris, John Miller, Chris Williams, Jordan Bohannon, uh, Jared Stansbury. That's uh, terrific content. We try to pull our share of the load as well, and we'll do so again next week. That's going to do it for The Hook. It's sponsored by our friends at Circus Sports. Uh, and for Aiden Wyatt, for Mike Palm, this is Ken Miller, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Iowa everywhere.